Love, it is that time of year when so many of us, 88% when I asked you on Instagram stories, are limping to the finish line of the year. And simultaneously, we're dreaming and planning for the year ahead, formally or informally making loud or quiet, even somewhat subconscious resolutions of how we want next year to be better, different, how we want it to feel. And for so many of us in this community, what we're seeking is not the stereotypical resolutions, which are being harder on ourselves, losing weight, whipping our schedule into shape, being a little more perfect. Instead, we want things to be just a little easier, to feel lighter, to feel less burned out, which is why I am thrilled to be opening enrollment for my Healing Burnout course and Elegant Excellence community at the top of the year for just the second time ever. Our first cohort of women have just gone through the six-week experience and are just beginning their six-month membership in the community. They have incredible stories of breakthroughs, peace, permission, ease that I cannot wait to share with you. So envision right now joining us in the new year. You can get on the waitlist today at hillaryrushford.com slash burnout. When all the cultural messages are telling you to be harder on yourself, lean into a community where we are being softer. And from that place, truly making our lives so much better. So enter your email at hillaryrushford.com slash burnout or the link in the description below. And I cannot wait to help you have a more healed and hopeful new year together. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, friend. Does everyone else love this week? I feel like this is such a special week of the year where everyone is on the same schedule, in the same rhythm, having the same vibe. There may be different holidays that we celebrate this time of year, but since the majority celebrate Christmas, there is this sense that we have Christmas on the 25th, and then exactly one week later, New Year's Eve, and that week in between, it just feels like there's a hush, a stillness, people are more quiet, there's just an awareness that for most companies and workplaces, things are slower. I'm sure that is not the case across the board in every industry. In every culture, for example, if you work in a hospital, you know, that that happens 365 days of the year. Although, as I say that, I had my appendix out on Christmas Day many years ago. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, performing with the Radio City Rockettes, and in the middle of the night after Christmas Eve, I just had this horrible pain, and my boyfriend at the time, we called the hotel because we were staying at hotels while we were away performing, and he'd come to visit me for the holidays, and called the hotel, and we're like, do you have a doctor on call? Like, she's writhing. She's in a lot of pain. Went to get my appendix out, and I have to tell you, Christmas Day you know, if you don't have a whole big thing planned, it was just going to be him and I. My parents were living in London that year with my sister. They weren't flying back. Um, so it was going to be quiet anyway. So it was not a disaster. But uh, it is a great time to have an emergency surgery because that place was empty. No one 
wants to electively go to the hospital. If you're sort of on the fence, like, uh, do I feel good? I don't know. Do I, should I go? Should I not? You're like, it's Christmas day. Let's just not go. No one is scheduling surgeries. So I will even say in the hospital, it was lovely. They brought in a cot for my boyfriend. Like he just stayed there with me. They gave us both food. The nurses came around all the time because there was nobody else to check on. It was actually one of the better experiences I feel like you could have. But this also for so many years for me, feels like this tension tipping point where the real people who are on top of their ish (laughs) are planning already for the new year. They have their new year planned. People on Instagram start to share their word of the year, their reflections of the year. And it stresses me out because I generally, traditionally, have not had time to do all of the prep. I feel like I was working on all the things until we went to, to holiday break. Now I just want to rest and I don't have it all together. And I so often am seeing people share on Instagram their word of the year. And I'm thinking, A, I have not had time to gather all of my ducks in a row. How are you people so ahead of things? And and how do you have all the energy? And B, how do you summarize your goals for the year in one word? If that speaks to you in your brain, amazing. And you can love your word of the year and you can love this exercise that we're going to do today. But for me, one word is just both too narrow and too broad to really help guide me throughout the year in saying, this is what I am trying to embrace and live out. And every once in a while, one has organically popped up. But in general, for me, a phrase has been a lot more helpful. But I've never really done them intentionally. It hasn't been an annual thing for me. It's sort of like sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. So in 2021, it was my year of boredom. Now, boredom could have been my word for the year, but I don't know, somehow to me, just the phrase of my year of boredom just had a different ethos to me. That it's like, for this year, I'm going to try to be more bored. But just declaring boredom as my word of the year, I don't know, it just felt different for me. I'm not trying to say I want to be bored in everything. I don't know if you can hear the difference in there. I think way back in 2015, I came up with the phrase choosing over chasing with the little like, you know, more than, less than sign. And that to me was just an aha moment as I was doing my journaling pages that eventually became the Elegant Excellence Journal for the year that I just realized I I kept saying, I'm about to get there. I'm just a little bit more work, a little bit more revenue, a little bit more followers, and then I will. And I realized I'm constantly chasing this carrot that I'm never getting to. So I asked myself, what would it look like if I started acting as if? If I started saying, I'm going to choose to operate as though I already have permission to rest. I already have the ability to take time off. I already have the confidence or you know whatever it is. In the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal, we call this anchoring phrases. These are affirmations or a vision or a declaration. And in the journal, we write down multiple of them. I, throughout the year, have index cards that I will keep on my desk or in my journal that have a variety of these. So I think for me as well, that idea of the one word of the year may not for myself be enough breadth of, well, there are multiple things that are helping me. There's a couple different tools that I want to have in my tool belt. And one anchoring phrase or affirmation may apply more or less to this situation. But for today, I thought I would give us a little journaling exercise to help you get some clarity without needing a lot of time. 
So this isn't going to be fully complete and totally in-depth where we're you know, excavating all of our lessons for the year and where we want to be in 10 years, three years, one year, working our way back, making a path. That's everything that we do in the Elegant Excellence Journal in the portrait section. And if you don't have that, you can get on the wait list for it. I will put the link below here. But this is either going to be a good starting point if you're like, yes, actually, I'd love a little bit of vision for the year, but I don't have a ton of time to do all of the things. Or to confirm where your brain is headed if you've already been thinking about this. You've already been doing all of your your portrait journaling sheets or you've just already been percolating on it and this might help affirm, yeah, all of my energy is kind of going in the same direction. So I'm going to share six questions. And I'm going to give you some music after each one to think. And this is a format that we do inside the Healing Burnout course and the Elegant Excellence community. It's not exactly this, but it's a little bit comparable to it. I call those inside those programs slow sessions, where I'm doing a teaching, I'm giving you questions, and then I'm also giving you space in between with music underneath that you can either sit and journal and write it out if you have time to be reflecting in that way. Or you can quickly take notes on your notes app if you're like walking around and you're like, okay, she gave me a little bit of music and space to answer that. Or if you are driving, you're folding laundry, you don't have your hands free, you can just think and see what comes up. And I will put the questions below if you want to come back to them later and just trust that when you do come back, whatever answers you thought about spontaneously now, even though you didn't write them down, if they really are true in your heart and your soul, you know yourself well enough have peace and trust that the right answers are going to come back up. I know sometimes if I can't write it down, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to forget. But trust, it's going to come up now. And if you look at these questions again later, when you actually can sit and journal, similar enough answers are going to come back up. And I love this method because what's important to me is that you hear from yourself. And as I give you these questions, I'm actually not going to share my own answers because I don't want to sway you or lead you or or guide you in one direction or the other because I happen to give example A and B, really your heart or soul or head was thinking C or D. But now that I've thrown A or B out there, you're kind of pulled a little bit in that direction. I really believe that when we create space to listen to ourselves, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time, it can literally be a minute to see what comes up when I ask this question. And yet, if you want more time, you can just rewind a minute and you will have more of that music to accompany you. Question number one, how did you feel in 2022 that you wanna feel less of in 2023? How did you feel this year? I felt this often, this was coming up a lot, and I wanna feel less of that in the new year.
Number two, what do you want to feel more of in 2023? I want to feel this more often, more frequently. I want this in the year ahead. Number three, what needs to change to get you there? What needs to change so that you feel less of how you don't want to feel? What needs to change so that you feel more of how you do want to feel? And if your first thought is, I don't know, reply to yourself, okay, but if you did know, what would you say? And see what comes up. Number four, what do you want to be true this time next year? When you think about yourself next year, at the holidays, at the start of the year, what do you want to be true in your life or in yourself? Number five, what will get you there the most? This could be different 
from your answers in number three, or if you wrote multiple things in number three, it could be considering which of those will be the most impactful. And finally, number six, what is the affirmation, declaration, vision, or priority that sums all of that up? And this is where I'll share mine, where my answers led me when I sat and reflected on them so that you can see what I mean. Mine is set spacious schedule and I am beautifully supported. Less than 10 words I find is easy to remember, But again, it doesn't have to be summed up in just one word. For myself, I've had this phrase percolating for quite a few months. First, it was just the word calendar. I kept being like, my issue is my calendar, it's my schedule. Like That's what I just kept coming back to. That is the problem, that is the pain point. Then I expanded it a little bit more. It's actually a set, spacious schedule. It's not just the schedule or the calendar, it's the fact that it is spacious, it's having less on my plate, but it's also the fact that it's set. It's really identifying that for myself, so much of the chaos was it because the schedule is too full, I'm not making deadlines and therefore the deadlines keep moving and we're constantly having to go in and readjust the schedule which then leaks time because we are organizing instead of doing. So if I just put less on the schedule and it is feasible and I really focus on sticking to it, I can get out of this rabbit hole, this endless loop that I've been in. But it's not just the schedule or the calendar. It's that I also need the right people to make that happen. I acknowledge that this thing that kept coming up for me again and again that was a pain point, that I want to be different in the new year, there's also a second part. One informs the other. And what I love about an anchoring phrase 
An anchoring phrase to me feels so different than a New Year's resolution that you can pass or fail. You can say that you were going to work out five times a week and then you didn't do it two weeks in and now you're feeling super discouraged. Instead, these are intentions that I revisit daily and you use them to guide your choices, to focus on in your prayers and your journaling. You know, when I sit down every morning with my Elegant Excellence Goals journal, because I have that index card in there, because I know that this is something that I'm focusing on, I end up writing about it so often where I'm just sitting with myself and considering it. Am I living this out? What does this mean? How does this apply today in a more granular sense? How am I going to live this out today, this week? How are we doing? It allows you to have it more top of mind where you can share it with others for conversation instead of being like, well, here's a 20-minute dialogue trying to describe what I'm going for this year. You're like, actually, here's, here's one phrase that I'm thinking about, and it doesn't have to be absolute. Like, this is the only phrase that you've got going on. But it's one thing to offer up and to consider when you're choosing goals, when you're choosing what to say yes to, when you're looking at your priorities, you can come back to, well, I do have this anchoring phrase and is this going to help me live this out? Is this going to feel in alignment? And that ultimately, as we say here all the time, we want to be asking about it, am I getting 10% better? Did I do this 10% better this day, this week? this month. It's bit by bit incremental. It's saying, is there growth? And sometimes it's going to be two steps forward and one step back. And that's okay because there isn't the pass fail and therefore we don't get as discouraged when we're in the one step back phase because we have been paying attention and journaling and looking at our affirmations. And so we know this is part of my lifestyle now. This is part of what I am pursuing, and I have taken steps forward. And so if every once in a while there's a hit, I get sick, something unexpected happens, I get overwhelmed, whatever your personal affirmation is, you're able to come back to it and be like, okay, that's fine. I'm still living it out. I'm just going to keep moving forward. And by declaring it again and again, it keeps me more focused on it. So again, having those index card affirmations on my desk, having them inside my journal, taping up a post-it to my mirror, having them a variety of little places where I see it. And I would love to see and hear yours. So if you are in our private Elegant Excellence community, come share it over there. Share it on your stories and tag me uh, so that I can see it. And it's okay. Hey, if you're workshopping it and you want to share that with people, say that. Just say, oh, I'm, I'm playing around with my phrase for the year, with my anchoring phrase for the year. I'm playing around with my personal affirmation for the year. And right now, it's this. And then share this episode. This is where I got it from. This is what I'm working through. But don't be afraid to share it until it's perfect and you know you are committed to it because the sharing can help you see if it's sitting right, if it's feeling like the right fit. And then it even might shift and evolve throughout the year. You might realize three months into the year, I think I have a new angle on this now. I think I have a slight shift. And again, with New Year's resolutions, there tends to be a black and white nature, the way that they're portrayed in the general public of I'm going to quit this, stop this, do this this many times. You know, they, they tend to be really measurable goals. And there's incredible value to measurable goals. And yet, we also know statistically, as a culture, we are horrible at New Year's resolutions. And so for me, this is such a more gentle way to approach the new year. And yet it really has intention and focus that came out of 
the pain points of last year and the beautiful vision of where we want to be a year from now. And I think that the marrying of those two things is where we really find the true answers within ourselves. Because our dreams for the future and where the yearnings and longings that we have are likely based in some things that weren't sitting that well with us last year. And so by honoring both of those, we find this really beautiful sweet spot. So I cannot wait to hear yours. Please come share it with me, post it publicly, tag me, and then I can also see what your friends and followers come up with when you share it with them. And I will see you back here next Wednesday in 2023, where I, for one, will imperfectly yet ardently be pursuing a set spacious schedule and the belief and declaration that I am beautifully supported. I'll see you back here with grace and gumption. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is doing less this week. So I'm going to keep this episode extra short and sweet for you so that you can do the same. You're welcome in advance. Till next Wednesday.